Today's podcast episode of Monday Reviews features talks of up-and-coming talent, boxing, and inspiration. You're now listening to Featuring Dez. There's this young actor whom I've loved since I first saw him in one of the greatest drama series I've ever had the pleasure of seeing called Friday Night Lights. He had boatloads of charisma, yet he, he could be a bit more subdued in his performance if need be. He was so likable that he ended up being one of my favorite characters in that giant roster. And Friday Night Lights is no pushover. It's full to the brim with talent. But this young actor stood out. Now, not too long after I saw him in Friday Night Lights, I saw a trailer for a small film by the name of Chronicle. I was incredibly hyped to see it, mostly due to the fact that those kids in the film kind of were doing stuff I'd do if I had superpowers. But another factor that led me to my eagerness to see this film was the actor that I liked from Friday Night Lights was in it. I thought to myself, damn, I wonder if he would bring that same gravitas he had in that show to this movie. Needless to say, I was right. His performance was amazing. He played off the other leads perfectly. Then, before I knew it, found myself watching any other work he'd done before. I guess you could say I was a fan. And after watching more of his work, I soon realized I had seen this guy before, but I hadn't realized it. This young actor was in one of the greatest TV shows ever made. And he arguably had one of the most emotionally devastating arcs in the series. That show being The Wire. I remember loving The Wire due to its realism and approach to storytelling. Shit, and just like that, my respect for the actor had gone up. Not only did I find myself liking this guy, but I found myself invested in his career, so to speak. I thought to myself, damn, this guy could be a star if given a chance. Then, in 2013, I believe, as if it was fate, this young actor teamed up with a young and upcoming director who had gained respect from the likes of Forrest Whitaker and Octavia Spencer. Octavia was fresh off her Oscar hype from her win from uh, The Help. And Octavia expressed how much she loved working with this young actor. And this movie we're speaking of is Fruitvale Station, in which this young actor portrayed the real-life Oscar Grant, a man who was horrifically gunned down by police officers. The young, young, and then the young director in which I spoke of earlier had so much talent that he did such an amazing job on this film that he actually took home the Grand Jury Prize Award at Sundance and the Audience Award for U.S. Dramatic Film. And, his ta- and, and he and this young, talented actor became good friends. And after seeing Fruitvale, it left me wanting more from the both of them. Then fast forward a couple of years... That same director I liked and that same actor I loved so much, they were working together, except they weren't working on any small film. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, this ain't no indie film, but yet the next film they'll be working on would be a, um, a well-established series known as the Rocky series. And for those who haven't figured it out yet, that talented director I'm speaking of was Ryan Coogler. And that young actor I love so much is Michael B. Jordan. And soon, I knew everyone would know their names. 
I say soon because Creed was a huge success. Critics loved it. It animated money. Not only was Creed an interesting tale on the Rocky franchise, but it was a good movie in its own right. Kugler brought his indie film style to a Rocky movie, and to be honest, the franchise kind of needed it. The series had gotten a little, let's say, corny after Rocky II. Now, I myself still enjoyed some of those sequels. Critics, not so much. And he helped reground this series, so to speak. Ryan Coogler was able to breathe new life into a franchise and introduce these films to a whole new generation. And Michael B. Jordan was great as the eager yet flawed Adonis Creed. On Rotten Tomatoes, it currently has a rating of 95 on the tomato meter. Bruh, that's higher than the, than the original OG Rocky film. So clearly my boy Coogler knocked out of the park. And this was a passion project for him. He cared deeply about, about this character, Rocky. He, he cared so much, he was able, actually able to get an Oscar-worthy performance, Oscar-nominated performance, out of Sylvester Stallone. Stallone, unfortunately, did not win that Oscar, but you can't win them all. Stallone's character is a fighter. He's been fighting his whole life. He and Adonis both. But when Rocky and Adonis both meet, when, when, when Rocky meets Adonis, Rocky's, he's, he's a little bit more vulnerable than he's ever been. And, and, so, and Adonis and, and Rocky are both at their lowest point. And this allows, allows room for growth. Both characters were at their lowest. And they helped each other rise. Which is pretty touching when you think about it. I remember thinking to myself, yes, yes, my boys have made it. This director I love, this actor I love, they have made it. They're going to get the respect they deserve. And after, cause, Because they, they directed one hell of a movie. And, they, and the actor gave a great performance. Now time had gone by... My boy Jordan wasn't quite the star I thought he'd be. And Coogler? Coogler didn't get, didn't get the full respect I thought he deserved. I thought to myself, how is Hollywood overlooking such good talent? But then, all that changed once they joined the Marvel family. 2018 has seen the likes of many great movies, but none more dominating than Black Panther and the Marvel Universe-shattering phenom Avengers Infinity War. Now, Ryan helmed Black Panther and arguably pulled off an even bigger feat than he ever did on Fruitvale or Creed. Now, now it seems everyone knows who these two are. And guess what? I couldn't be happier. Once Forrest Whitaker compared Michael's and Ryan's uh, um, rare film relationship to the likes of Scorsese and De Niro. Now, I wouldn't go that far, but I will say a touching relationship like that is a rarity. Now, I'm a huge fan of the Rocky property. So when I heard Creed was getting greenlit for a sequel, I was ready. But I quickly became a bit worried due to the fact that my boy Ryan, who had relaunched the series, would not be returning. But I quickly got over that once I saw the direction of the trailer. And this movie was directed by the new... Creed 2 was actually directed by the new rising uh, star, Stephen Capel Jr. Hope I said that right. Now, this, the story is, it's a continuation of Adonis Creed and his journey as a boxer. When we last saw him, he lost to Pretty Ricky Connolly. Now, earlier I mentioned Donnie and Rock both were at their lowest point when they met. One needed guidance, and the other one lost nearly everything that meant anything to him. And it showed in Creed 1. Now, in Creed 2, Mr. Creed has reached new heights. And so is Rocky. And that shows too. And in the beginning, Adonis is on his way... To being something great and once he attains 
that, that greatness. He doesn't quite feel great. Now, enter Victor Drago, the son of the man who killed young Donnie's father. And long story short, but I've given away too many plot details, this is our movie, ladies and gentlemen. This movie, Creed 2, takes a much less subtle approach to storytelling. Now let's talk about the good stuff. Creed 2 was good. How good? Well, good enough to make me get off my ass and go to the gym and work hard. Granted, I always work hard, but this, this movie just... This movie gave me so much energy, and the movie had a certain energy about it that Creed 1 just didn't possess. It was inspirational, to say the least. Creed 2 takes a much more cinematic approach to boxing than its predecessor. Its scope is just much bigger than Creed 1. But then, when Ivan Drago returns, the smart decision would be to go big or go home. Now, the, styli- the stylistic uh, choices made in this film aren't necessarily the best, but they work for the type of story that Creed 2 was trying to tell. So kudos for that. There are many callbacks in this movie, like to the OG Rocky movie and even to the first Creed. An example being in the beginning of Creed 2, uh, Tessa Thompson's character asks Adonis Creed, has, has he taken a crap? Now, I like this moment because it in Creed 1, that moment where Adonis has to take a crap, it brings importance to the mundane it made the mundane seem important quite few storytellers take that for granted now the problem with the mundane is that it can be a bit of a bore to some people and that takes a backseat in creed 2 instead they focus more on the on the epic approach that's why i think creed 2 is such a good sequel everything one might think is missing in creed 1 it's it's here and accounted for in creed 2 and i love it this movie is amazing it's it's the kind of movie you'll definitely remember down the line. They And they definitely tackled more of the relationship between Bianca and Donnie, which is good because I definitely wanted to see more of Tessa Thompson. There's this line where Adonis says to Tessa, to Tessa Thompson's character, what good am I if I can't do what I love? And that's arguably the most important line in Creed 2. It resonated with me. This movie really shows why Bianca and Donnie work so well as a couple. And it makes me love Tessa Thompson all the more. She is an amazing actor. Hollywood, take note. By the way, I loved her in Thor Ragnarok. Now, there's this scene in the beginning of the movie where Rocky, in the beginning of Creed 2, Rocky speaks his first words of the film. And he's giving Adonis some great advice prior to his championship fight. I thought it was masterfully done. I can't go into the, to all the details, otherwise we'd be here all day. But there, there's, there's, there's some great master shots in here. And speaking of great advice, Rocky was loaded with wisdom. Rocky was less vulnerable in this film. He was back to his old inspirational self. Donnie did much for Rocky in Creed 1, and Rocky did much for Donnie in this movie. Partnership is a big part of this movie. Both with, both with uh, Tessa Thompson's character and Adonis and Adonis with Rocky. Now, both these characters, Rocky and Adonis, characters they, they make up many great moments together and i love seeing their relationship tested once again both these characters are fighters and it was good to see their stories come full circle and honestly i'd be happy if the series ended here that's how well they wrapped up everything everything tied together creed 2 just just wrapped up everything with a nice little bow creed 1 came in and showed you where, where some characters can be but then they helped rise up both these characters rocking down and helped rise up and then they both rose to what they need to do, and it was great. 
I myself am more than satisfied with this film. It's one of my favorite films of the year, in fact. And it's nice to see Michael B. Jordan becoming a legitimate star. He deserves it. Now, I'm paraphrasing here, but Octavia Spencer once said that it's inst- the interesting thing about Michael B. Jordan is that he's got the talent of a great supporting actor, but the face of a leading man. That speaks volumes. Congrats to all my boys. Congrats to Ryan Coogler for becoming a, um, a great successful director that everyone recognizes now. Congrats to Michael B. Jordan for doing his thing. Congrats to all the actors, Tessa involved. And congrats to the new rising star, Stephen Capel Jr. Love it. This movie is epic and an inspirational tale. And I give Creed 2 on the letter grade an A-. Again, everyone, thanks for letting me chat your ear off. Be sure to tune in every Monday. Monday, I'll be be just reviewing any given movie or series. Thursdays is Topic Thursdays, where I'll be talking about Topic at Random. And guys, chatting about cinema is just in my DNA. I love it. This is Dez from Featuring Dez, signing out. Peace. I have outdone myself.